Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Chartier, joined as always by my co-host, Stephen Verville. How are you today, Stephen? Doing great, man. Still buzzing about this great Star Wars we had this week. Football's back. I don't play fantasy, so I'm happy. How are you doing? How's your how's your fantasy football team treating you this week? <laughs> well, I was uh, one and zero in one league and zero and one in the other. Um, so one of my star running backs is out <laughs> in one of my leagues. Uh, Eckler. Oh, yeah, Eckler's yeah, he's not playing this week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I replaced him with uh, Tyler Algier. So okay, yeah, he had, he had quite the uh quite the output he put up 20 points on my on my bench last week so okay uh, hopefully he can you know fill in that void for one week or however long Eckler will be out but uh I guess we'll find out we'll find out I think uh yeah it's it's looking rough in my for both uh for both uh, teams uh this uh this week so uh no oh for you yeah, maybe I'll just start trading all my players for draft picks and already punt to next season in my keeper Rebuild league. Rebuild my fantasy team for next year. <laughs> Straight for a bunch of first-round picks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. We'll find out. We'll find out. Oh, God. Shall we jump right into the news? Absolutely. A little bit more uh, a little bit more bodacious this week, eh, the news? Yeah, there was actually stuff to talk about. <laughs> I'm actually a little surprised. Yeah, so uh, the first one is actually one uh, a show we talked about last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one Piece renewed for season two on Netflix. I saw that, which is exciting because uh, I'm looking forward to getting into it. I've heard good stuff, and uh, you know they put a lot of love into it to make it very uh, authentic to the source material. I actually saw that they want to make about ten seasons. Yeah, that's, never, that's never going to happen. <laughs> exactly, but that's their goal in the end. And you know, like a long-term goal like that could help the quality overall. You know, so yeah. it's cool. Like, good for them. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking like if, if it stays popular, five to six seasons makes sense. Like you never see shows go that long, especially like the fantasy. Um, obviously, you know, Game of Thrones was eight seasons, but it's just really rare. Yeah, uh, it's just the one thing that I will give this show. It's based on an anime, and anime fans are very comfortable watching over a thousand episodes. So <laughs> this one, I can probably see actually doing it if they get the funding. It's just honestly so refreshing seeing a show, you know, a new show get renewed. Like I'm so used to these new shows just getting canceled so quick that it's just nice to see a little a little optimism in these yeah, new shows. A lot of shows now are just dead on arrival, essentially. So you're yeah, right. It it is kind of nice to see this. The next one I have here, uh, Aquaman 2 trailer. Oh, okay. Dropped. So I'm going to let you start off with this one. I want to hear your opinions first, because I know you don't like the first film quite as much as me. Yeah, I'm just like, it's just kind of whatever for me, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, like, like I watched it. It looked it looked like more of the first movie, um, to be honest with you, for me. Um I'm not really invested in any of the character stories. Sounds like, you know, I guess he's a dad now. That's something I completely forgot. Or is that a new plot point for this movie? Whole new plot point. He was never a father before this. Okay. So I guess that's new. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Rex is in this. So that's cool. Yeah, That's his papa. Oh, interesting. Okay. Papa, <laughs> papa Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. The, like the, the visuals look somewhat okay. Some of the some of the VFX looks still kind of rough, but I mean, it's a trailer. So hopefully give them the benefit of the doubt that it'll be repaired by the time the movie comes out. 
Um, I know for sure I'm not seeing this in theaters. Like, I don't know if you plan on uh, going to see it in theaters, but like, you know, if I watch it, it'll be like, you know, when it's on home release. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, this trailer actually impressed me. I, I was expecting it to look terrible. So like going into it, I was like, I'm, I'm going to laugh. You know, like I, I had that. And mindset. maybe your expectations were like so low for it. So low. I thought I was going to be like roasting this when we talked about it, but I actually <laughs> thought it looked pretty fine. It, like you okay. said, it looks more like this, more of the same. Uh, the plot seems pretty interesting. Black Manta's the villain again. But in this one, uh, his brother, Ocean Master, is actually looking to be kind of like a like a good cop, bad cop kind of duo in this. So that's kind of interesting. You know, okay. I like that that alternative. The the main villain, Black Manta, getting a weapon that seems like it's like the antithesis to Aquaman's spear is also quite cool, I think. Yeah, is that like poisoning people that tried it? it? I couldn't even tell. I was getting the vibes that it was basically making zombies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like, the trailer actually kind of won me over a little. Like, I'm not, like, dying to see it. But, like, my optimism went up, like, from, like, to a 1% to, like, an 8%. So okay. I think that's been the general uh, feel from what I've seen online, to be honest with you. That maybe, and and maybe it is because the expectations were just, like, you know, people have literally been walking out of free... Exactly showings <laughs> so maybe the, maybe the expectations were so low that you know people are seeing this trailer and saying oh it doesn't look that bad but uh maybe that's reverse marketing you know <laughs> reverse marketing just leak that your movie is terrible um, and then when it's actually just okay <laughs> people are impressed oh my god no, no literally I'm it's the reverse it. of the flash yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> the flash is the greatest superhero movie ever and this is oh, the worst god. superhero movie ever no in between yeah no i mean oh. yeah i mean it looks somewhat okay but uh I, it does not like, look bad that's for sure anybody who yeah. says it looks bad is just trying to be an asshole um, like it could maybe, look maybe average. that's me um <laughs> you well you don't like you genuinely can't look at that and be like this looks like garbage like no and and honestly like i don't i don't care that much about aquaman to start off with too so another thing right you're not attached right so yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit more rough for me to actually comment on this. Like, I just recently watched it, and I don't even... You don't even barely remember like, it. <laughs> yeah, I barely remember what happened, and I can, like... I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fair, man. That's fair. So, so I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm just pleasantly surprised. Like, I watched it earlier today, and, yeah, like, I was just like, what? Like, this, this actually looks kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I like the concept of him and his brother, who was kind of like the end villain of the first film, kind of teaming up. I, I know it's not the most unique concept okay. on it. Interesting. I actually thought his brother, for some point, I was like, is that Poseidon? Is that supposed to be Poseidon? Uh, he thinks <laughs> Ocean Master, so he might be supposed to be Poseidon, but okay. I'm not sure. They just have the same mom. Uh, I, I I'll be honest, I have no idea. But yeah, it looks decent. I'll give it a chance when it comes out. Like you said, probably not going to see it in theaters, but you know, the second trailer might, you know, tempt me or something. Yeah. And because this releases over the Christmas season, like I might still do well box office wise, but uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see how what word of mouth does for this movie um, once exactly. it does release. Um, any movie who goes through three sets of reshoots um, and you constantly hear that it's a terrible movie um, has me somewhat worried. So let's hope, you know, those reshoots maybe help the movie a little bit. But uh, that's all. Um, I don't know. TBD, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this uh, this next one I have here is the Lando series is apparently, uh, according to one of the writers, uh, Stephen. Jesus, I forgot their last name. Glover. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, ter- terrible. Um, apparently now being developed as a movie. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw this. I did actually. Yeah. Okay. I actually kind of forgot that it happened because like <laughs> it just crossed my mind. It didn't cross my mind, but no, fair enough. Um, so interesting. I agree. That's interesting. It's kind of probably better. I think this yeah. way. I'm kind of happy with it to be honest with you. Um, I agree because like I wasn't sure I wanted another series in this timeline. You this would I mean? be the uh, Galactic Civil War timeline, correct? Like episode f- between three and five, uh, four. Yes, I, I would. I would assume, anyways. That's when they were planning it. Um, you know, considering Donald Glover was the writer on it, and I'm assuming he's going to star in it. So I'm assuming it's going to be in that era. I guess it, it it might not be. Like maybe it's post episode six. I don't know if that would work well though. Like, I f- I feel like we should leave Billy D. Williams as the original trilogy and post original trilogy uh, Lando. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm don't, don't, don't go ahead and fucking CGI him. Like, let's no, not, let's I'm stop doing that shit. <laughs> I'm comfortable with uh, leaving uh, Childish Gambino. I forgot his name. Uh, I'm comfortable with him being uh, our like pre Empire Strikes Back Lando. Okay. That, that, I think that works very well. He's very well cast, yeah, yeah. but we'll see. Um, I'm, I guess I'm curious too because I think a lot of people have said this, and like you're you're a little bit higher on the Obi Wan series than I am. Yeah, um, but I obviously enjoy many moments in it. But I I I obviously feel that the series itself might have been better if it had been a movie instead of a like it like it very clearly looks like they had the plot for a movie stretched it out to six episodes. Yeah, no, and that's what they did with it. Um, you're pretty. You're preaching. I agree with that. That's actually like really, really interesting thought because I actually think this would have killed at the box office. Yeah, and like I don't like like Obi Wan definitely would have killed. Yeah, that's for uh, sure. that's what I meant. Not Lando. That's, oh. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that sentiment. But, um, I guess I guess still to be determined too. That if is this going to be a theatrical release? Is this still going to be like a Disney Plus movie? Um, I think they're go- moving away from Disney Plus movies, so I would assume it's a theatrical. Um. But uh, obviously, their hope is that this is like, you know, a Rogue One and not a solo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it'll be more a solo, to be completely honest. Like as much as you and I are and, you know, it's the right way to think is like, yeah, it would be better as a movie. I just don't know if Star Wars, non-Star Wars fans are going to want to see it. And I just don't know if Star Wars fans themselves are going to really be like excited to see it. it I think it depends on plot, obviously. Like if they're sh- if they're gonna show more of the uh, of Darth Maul and and Kira, Kira, and- yeah, maybe oh, maybe yeah. you have a you yeah, know, what's his name, Alden, oh uh, yeah, cameo is as says Han a little bit, like let 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 don't see don't CGI the age of fucking eighty four year old. <laughs> oh, and not in, not in a li- like a movie either. Like no for a scene, sure, but like you already have Alden Ehrenreich, I believe is his name. Uh, yes. he's already Han, so like you could use him again, and he was good. Like I, I like him. My yes, problem, though, I, I don't think Lando and Han uh, meet much at this point, based on their disc- interactions in Empire. I actually think their last interactions were when he lost the Falcon. Oh, okay, interesting. Just because he asks how you know, like there's, I don't know, like I don't remember the exact conversation, but there's a quick uh, discussion on Bespin when he first gets there, and it, it, to me, I always assumed like he stole quote unquote the Falcon and then fucked off. Okay. So, that is how Solo ended, right? So yes. I don't know if we're going to see those two interacting. I wouldn't mind it if they retconned it, though. Like, it wouldn't burn my ass. I, they had really good chemistry. Uh, and I think that would make this movie a lot better. Like, a, basically a Solo 2, but they call it Lando. Like, I actually am all for that. 
yeah no i i I wouldn't be mad with that either um like there's a bunch of cool little things they could do here i think the most interesting part as you stated would be akira and darth maul um and showing that side but like how how connected is that to um lando himself right like like you're making a movie about lando you want the movie to be about lando not its side characters right and he's such a vague character with so many nuances to his like his character like backstory and stuff that it's like I honestly couldn't predict this film. And that's kind of an interesting aspect because you could do so much. Yeah. So I mean I'm interested. Obviously, yeah. there's no plot details. We don't know what this movie is about. We don't know when this movie is set. Um, we don't know if it's a theatrical or if it's a Disney Plus movie. Um, still a lot of things to be uh, determined here, but uh cool little tidbit <laughs> i don't know um i think it's positive i'm happy yeah and i think i forget if i mentioned this already but we've talked at length about you know whether or not like have that question in your head asked do we need to see this and then you know is is the story worth telling um and then determine whether or not you want to make it you know what i mean like i don't want a wasted release we we're getting a lot of star wars and it just sucks when when stuff gets made that you feel like, you know, did we really need that? So, yeah. And, and this this is unfortunately a potentially one of those scenarios. Like, do we need this? He like I said, though, he's a character we don't know much about from his background, really. So I guess in that sense, if you want to give this classic beloved character a better origin and more depth, that's the way to do it. But it, again, do people want to see it? And you know, I I, I want to see it. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see uh, what whatever the further developments are on this, and if uh, if uh, there are more plot details, you know, that uh, get revealed, then uh, we'll talk about it as it comes out. Yeah, for sure. This last piece of news I have here is uh, for all mankind to begin releasing November tenth on Apple TV Plus. So that's uh, season four. Um, so they released a small little trailer. Um, we've now jumped another 10 years uh, after season three. Have you heard anything about the show at all? Not quite, no. I forget if I talked to you about the show or not. Um, I feel like you might have, but there's so many like so many shows I don't know much about. <laughs> it's really tough to remember which is which. Fair enough. Uh, this is one of my favorite sci-fi shows that has come out. Um, have you ever heard of The Expanse as well? Yes. Okay, so it's 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 a little bit like that, except more less fantasy, I guess you could say, because it's it's less in the future. So, for all mankind begins in the nineteen sixties, um, and it's essentially starts on a what if? What if the Russians, um, made it to the moon first? Okay, yeah, we we and, have talked about this. Okay, yeah, and then essentially, you know, the space race never ended. It was yeah. like it was just a continual battle between between the two federations and. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, um, so season one is in the 60s. They jumped to the 70s for season two. They jumped to the 80s slash 90s for, you know, season three. Um, and now we're in 2003 um, in season four. And it seems like they're trying to populate Mars. At least that's the vibe I'm getting. They dropped a small little teaser, uh, not many details. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm very excited for this show. Um, another thing that's kind of cool is they've kept um, a lot of the same cast and simply aged them with makeup. 
and prosthetics. Nice. Um, yeah. I like when I like when shows do that. Yeah. So that that's been kind of nice um, to have that sort of consistency. Um, as well as another thing this show is not scared to do is kill off some of some of its main characters. So we've we've turned over a lot of characters um, because of that. But uh, yeah. like some of the characters from season one are like, you know, they're obviously like 35 to 40 years older than uh, where they were when they started. And I guess it started in the, the mid 1960s, I would say. Um, so, yeah, uh, very excited for this show. Um, I'm not sure if, um, you know, from what I've talked about, is this a show that you think would interest you? It sounds very interesting. It's giving me almost like a like a Stargate vibe. Uh, so for me, it's, you know, I'm definitely, it's something I would probably like. I don't think I'm going to watch it just because I, I don't usually watch a lot of television at this point besides like stuff I'm already intrigued with. Yeah. And but uh, football season has got uh, you preoccupied. <laughs> what's that? I said football season's got you preoccupied. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to hearing your your thoughts on this season, though. Like like I, like you said, though, this is such a cool concept. So yeah, it, it'll be nice to see, especially with the early 2000s, such a such a, a great era uh, to touch upon. For sure, and like they've obviously the scientific advancements are kind of close. Um, they obviously try to keep as much you know historical accuracy as they can. So um, very interested to see where they where they take this season. Absolutely. Okay, that's all I had for the news. Um, I'm not sure if you saw anything else that you maybe wanted to talk about. No, not not quite. Again, it's still pretty slow. Like it was a little bit more than usual, but it, it's still quite slow. That's kind of the unfortunate thing of the of the strikes. So um, you know, we talk about this every week, but uh, it sounds like the WGA and the producers will be going back to meet next week so we'll see what comes of that um but uh we're probably months away from starting again um if that right regardless of if you know those uh, negotiations are fruitful or not so we'll see we'll see okay so i had a quick review for silo another fantastic um apple tv plus uh, sci-fi show so um I didn't write a lot of stuff down for this, but uh, I just wanted to generally kind of talk about it. Yeah, yeah um, sure. Because I, I really, really enjoyed it, um, and I'm kind of blown away. Um, so this is the second sci-fi show, I guess, I watch on Apple TV+. Plus. The first one I watched was, obviously, For All Mankind, the one we just talked about. Um, and I'm just kind of blown away at, like, how sharp they are um, and how Apple TV+, Plus has seemingly become the home for like fantasy and sci-fi shows like of high quality so it's just kind of like crazy to think about there's a couple other shows too uh invasion um which talks about i believe an alien invasion on earth or that's that's kind of the plot of the show i should say um and the other one is um foundation which is a futuristic setting if i'm not mistaken based off a book series um i'm not entirely sure what that's about but i know it's like a sci-fi fantasy show um and i've heard like really good things about it so that's another one i kind of want to start up at some point but again uh just need the time so silo is essentially exactly what it sounds like um it's like a society that lives it's within a silo um, and that's whole society has no idea why they are in the silo and like all histories have essentially been erased or destroyed 
from like the, the past or whatever and there's like one window at the top of the cafeteria that shows the outside um and it looks like a essentially a post-apocalyptic world um and essentially no one has any idea why they are there no one has any idea how long they need to stay in there and no one has any idea you know when it'll be safe to go outside <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. um all they know is you know they need to stay in the silo um and they need to keep society functioning um so yeah um this this season kind of had two fantastic uh, episodes to kind of set up the season um before kind of introducing us to the main character of the show um and i just thought that was such a like such a different way to set up the show um and really clever <laughs> really clever because i thought it was done absolutely beautifully um, and then we get introduced to our main character, played by uh, Rebecca Ferguson, um, who is outstanding. Um, others in the show, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, you know, and Andy Dufresne. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Ian Glenn is also in this. Uh, so he plays uh, Rebecca Ferguson's, uh, he's Rebecca Ferguson's uh, character's father. So, nice. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I just said good cast. Yeah, no, a fantastic cast. Um, and uh, I just thought, you know, everyone, fantastic performances all around. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's character is a uh, engineer. She takes care of the, uh, the main generator uh, down at the bottom of the silo. Um, there's kind of like a class segregation as well in this. Um, so there's like, you know, some high positions of power. Um, the main ones are the mayor, there's the head of IT, um, there's the head of, uh, what do they call it? It's kind of like security, but it's not, it's like, I can't think of it. And then there's the chief of police. Um, so those kind of four kind of work together. And then actually there's another one, there's the judge. Um, so they kind of all five of them work intertwined to, um, kind of, run the silo we'll say so essentially um what happens in those first two episodes is we follow the uh chief of police um and in in here as you can imagine they they really know like nothing about the past right um and anything from the past is considered an a relic um and they're kind of illegal to have in your possession um and so the first two episodes kind of follows the chief of police's wife um, who is trying to um, uncover a hard drive. She's trying to unlock a hard drive with another guy um, Mm -hmm. who works in it. um, And they're trying to find the secrets of the past, essentially of the silo, trying to discover why they're there um, and what's happened to the world essentially. Um, and, um, what happens is, you know, she kind of gets caught and then asks to go outside. Um, and in the rules of this silo, um, anyone who asks to go outside is granted that wish, but they can never like come back essentially. Okay. So, so everyone in the silo would like go up to the cafeteria, they'll look out the window, they'll see that person. Um, and that person will kind of clean the window outside. Um, and then you'll see them kind of collapse in the post-apocalyptic world and they, they've died. So 
what happens is the chief of police obviously investigates why his wife went outside. Um, and then he figures out, you know, okay, she was seeing this one guy from IT who was kind of uncovering, um, you know, trying to decipher that, uh, that hard drive and find the secrets. Um, and all of a sudden, he dies. He like, you know, he threw himself off, you know, the, the like 35th level or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's found dead. Um, so that chief of police starts investigating that. Um, and they determine they determine that it's a suicide, except for one person who is the chief engineer, our main character of the show, um, who says, you know, he wouldn't kill himself. Um, and so he goes to he goes to see her down there. Um, they kind of get hit it off, we'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have some sort of connection. Um, she leaves an impression on him. Um, and all of a sudden it's kind of twisted. He, he kind of like figures out some secrets here or there. Um, and he decides to follow the path of his wife and asks to go outside as well. And his recommendation for his replacement is the engineer. All that to say, she essentially becomes the chief of police, um, and starts kind of unraveling all those secrets, um, as she becomes in a, in a power, in a, in a position of high power, we'll say, in the silo. Um, so I'm not sure if any of this is making any sense at this point. Do you have any questions? No, I'm fo- I'm following pretty well. It's, pre- it's pretty simple, right? So uh, did you end up getting any answers by the end of the season? Yes, we get lots of answers. Um, and plenty of more questions are left to come. <laughs> so so it was an interesting world, really. Um, like every episode kind of built upon itself um upon the you know the previous episode um to kind of revealing the truth um and you know season one kind of ended on a cliffhanger in a way um so um our main character goes out is is essentially forced out um and then she kind of finds out the truth when she's out there um and i'm so interested in finding out how the hell they or what direction they decide to go in because it's 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 really interesting um and it's kind of crazy to be honest with you so um earth seems fucked we'll just say that yeah no kidding <laughs> at least it's got you hooked so that means they're doing something right yeah no like i was i i, I just felt it was so well made um and the acting kind of keeps you hooked uh the the sound design was really really great um but like essentially the storytelling and um, the writing of this show is just absolutely fantastic. And um, acting aside, like, you know, they were, they were all great. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where season two goes and uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if you have any more questions or whatever. Um, no, it's just, it sounds really interesting. And uh, hopefully the season two doesn't get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. So hopefully that was uh <laughs> easy enough to follow as you said oh well, so. it's quite yeah it was really it sounds like it sounds very uh very intensive in terms of of like information given to you but it sounds also like if you're paying attention it should be easy to follow yeah lots of minor details here or there but uh yeah as long as you pay attention um sort of like game of thrones in a way right lots of yeah. details lots of characters um but uh yeah absolutely okay let's uh jump right into ahsoka episode okay. five review shall we Yes, please. Okay, so um, spoiler warning for Ahsoka Episode 5. 
part five titled Shadow Warrior. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. I, I, I not was. quite. Not quite. I, that, that would not be the words I used to describe nope. this episode. <laughs> okay, so this episode begins with Hera and the ghost kind of arriving on a cleared out Cetos. Um, Carson and the rest of the X-Wings are kind of sweeping around the planet to try to see if they could find anything. Um, and Hera finds a an emotional Huyang. Hu, Huyang, sorry. And I thought like just this this whole start was absolutely so well done. Um, and just to see the emotion in Hu Yang, who's obviously sad, um, but he's like, I told them to stay together. They never listen. Um, those assholes, they never listen. <laughs> but uh, no, I, sorry, go ahead. I just said, like, does he know who he's dealing with? They won't listen. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But like seeing the emotional and the way he his emotion and the way he says it, um, I just like it. It shows how much he cares. Essentially, yeah, it right? was perfectly too. Essentially, like a third member of the crew. So, yeah, 100%. so yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Um, we have the opening credit, and then uh, we cut straight to Anakin and Ahsoka talking in the world between worlds. Whew! So special. So Stop. special. So great. Uh, seeing Anakin there. So he is there to supposedly finish her training. Um, and what is the lesson? Live or die. And then they begin dueling. Ugh. Man. Man. Hayden Christensen, man. That guy knows how to wield a lightsaber. What a it's, stud. Yeah, like it's like his full-time job or something. I think he's been like, keeping he, up he with his training. At uh, celebration that he's... He, sometimes I walk around the house and pull, pick up a saber and do a couple of twirls. Yeah, you clearly do because you still yeah. got... It. Yeah, we can tell. We can we tell, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So I think that was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Oh, fucking um, amazing! It's so cool to see. Um, just so, so, so special. Um, so we cut back to Cetos quickly. Um, we get a Senator Organa mention. Leia? That confused me a little too. I was like, is she a senator at this point? Like, you know what I mean? Like. Because we don't know what Leia's been up to. So, yeah, I'm assuming it's supposed to be Leia. Well, she was a senator, was she not, before? She was, but then they turned like her... Start of episode four? So I, she was, she was a, a senator for Alderaan and the Empire. So I, She I'm was a general, sure. yeah. And then she became general, princess. You know, Leia's had all the titles, right? I'm assuming it was supposed to be her, though. Yes. I just first no, no, I for thought sure. of her dad right away, to be honest. I was like, is that Bale? But then I'm like, <laughs> but, he's, but he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. So it's not him. Well, unless did they absolutely confirm that he died in episode four? Uh, that's tough. I don't I feel like they did, but not in episode four. So, you know, I think that one's kind of like left in the air, but okay. I'm assuming it's supposed to be Leia. Okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um. So, yeah. And then Jason senses something in the water and i think this is absolutely an, an outstanding scene between jason and hera here um where he tells her like no you need to listen um and then you know just just hearing the waves crashing and the lightsabers kind of clashing together um th this whole sound design was just so so beautiful in my opinion oh for sure it was and the, the scene was played so well i loved how you know, Hera's a mother and he's so young, but I love how she actually indulges him, knowing that he probably does hear something because A, 
You know, he probably doesn't lie very often like that. And B, who's his father? Oh, Cain and Jairus, somebody who was literally blind but used the force to see. So, you know, I just love that they kind of like she showed that she respects that. You know what? He probably does. And, you know, she doesn't show any naivety. So I I like that a lot. No, for sure. Um, You know, kind of supporting him. Right. So, yeah, exactly. I think that was really well done. Um, and then we get the uh, extremely hilarious moment of Carson saying, what am I missing? Um, and then this is just, you know, you're missing Star Wars Rebels. That's what you're missing. <laughs> 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 Essentially, you know, for anyone who didn't watch Rebels, right, it was like confirmation that, you know, his father was a Jedi. So, yeah, because that, that's essentially what you're missing. They outright said, like, oh, his dad was a Jedi. It's like, OK, we know this. But also, like you said, not everybody's watched Rebels. So it's nice to hear it. But yeah. we knew. We knew. Yeah, they, they've done it multiple times in the show, like little bits of exposition to kind of explain, yes. you know, what's happening for the people who might be confused. Um, but it's so subtle and kind of well done. Like it's it slides right into the episode itself. So, um, yeah, it doesn't feel off. Exactly. And next uh, we cut back to the world between worlds. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka continue dueling. Um, we get the very cool, very awesome Anakin, typical behind the back uh, <laughs> lightsaber move that he does. Um, so cool seeing Hayden do that again. And then uh, we get Ahsoka kind of, I guess, one-upping him in a way. Yeah, they have a quick little conversation and says, I haven't taught you everything. He cuts he cuts off the uh, the platform and then she falls um, in a foggy, I guess you could say, um, Clone Wars battlefield. And we get the reveal of some clone troopers, some first gen clone clone troopers. Um, and then Anakin comes up, a young looking Anakin. And we see the reveal of a younger looking Ahsoka. That's Clone Wars, baby. Live action Clone Wars. I honestly was kind of like getting chills. I was like, this is this is awesome. Like they got the Anakin hair perfect. Uh, it, I think it's meant to be based off of the movie, the Clone Wars movie and their first mission where they were trying to uh, save uh, Jabba's son, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Does that make sense? No, I'm pretty sure it was a, like a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people kind of saying it was Storm over Ryloth. Because there are there are Twi'leks in the scene, but the problem is he mentioned something like uh, in it that gave me the vibes that it was the movie. That's why it was not very clear. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they've kept it. They've kind of left it unclear. Yes. It's probably they, right here. Um, but it, it's very obviously season one or the movie. Like it's very early agreed. Ahsoka. This is very early in her training. Well, she has one lightsaber. That's yep. the first hint. The, and, and the second green. Anakin didn't look like that for very long in the Clone Wars. So okay, fair enough. Uh, I think that's another another hint. Uh, but overall, uh, yeah, like I, I love this sequence, man. Uh, just awesome. They picked the perfect actress to play young Ahsoka. Um, yeah. Ariana Greenblatt was absolutely fantastic. Um, she was essentially playing an older Ahsoka. Like it's kind of like a dream sequence, right? So she's she's literally yeah, she's, she's playing exactly, yes. in, in her old, mind in her young of body. an older Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, she's playing the old Ahsoka's mind in her young body. Yes. In some sequences, but in the other scenes, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, like the one scene where she has her hand on the clone. That scene was young Ahsoka. I thought. No, I I took it as she was old Ahsoka the whole time. 
Really? Okay, maybe yeah. I, I mistook it because I I took it as she was old Ahsoka at some points, but then she was like almost like like young Ahsoka needing to be like uh like comforted by Anakin at one point. You know what I mean? Like because she was talking about all the death, uh, and I thought that was something young Ahsoka probably said, right? Um, yes, yes, you're correct, but it's also something that old Ahsoka is trying to get over. You know what I mean? And I guess. so, and so that's why, ways, I guess. that's why they're going back to this moment. That's the way I took it. Like they're uh, going back to this moment because it's something that Ahsoka is kind of hung up on. Um, and so, you know, this is kind of, that's why she's like, you know, she obviously takes that clone trooper's hand as you're saying. Um, and she's like, you know, like we, we gave them those orders. Like it was our fault that they died. And that, that's actually like, that's actually a, a thing that happened in the, in the animated show. Right. Like we actually went over that. I think I think it was in season one when she was struggling with command um, and she got a bunch of troopers killed because of, yeah. you know, her poor. Well, you know, her poor plan, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, that was actually something she was very much struggling with. But I took it as, you know, it's something that she, old Ahsoka still hasn't gotten over uh, what her legacy was in the Clone Wars. Essentially. OK, I. Yeah, you're probably right. Now that you're putting it into that context, I actually was imagining it more of as her reliving the memory, being reminded of his lesson is what I kind of thought. But also, okay. you're probably right. You you are probably correct. Either way, though, they, both our concepts of this sequence lead to the same answer. So that's yes. good. But yes. otherwise, yeah, oops, my bad. But yeah, otherwise, contextually, I think you are correct. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then the second thing that she's hung up over. Um, we get flashes of that right after that conversation. Yeah. Um, when Anakin goes back onto the battlefield and he flashes in and out, great visual where he flashes oh in and out from Vader to back to Anakin. Oh my god! Um, but it, like it literally explains, you know, the second thing that Ahsoka is kind of not over. Um, and these are the two things that I believe. Um, are kind of explained and the reason for those two flashbacks um, the one that we're going to we're going to talk about in a little bit now um, so we cut back to Sitos uh, quickly um, and we have Jason and uh, Chopper uh, they give Hera a heading and kind of a location to go to um, to search for Ahsoka so um, that's pretty cool um, yep. and then uh, we cut right back to the siege of Mandalore as I've just stated um, now, an older uh, Ahsoka, obviously, this is, I believe, three years later. Uh, Ahsoka is around 17 at this point in the Clone Wars. Um, and uh, Anakin is minutes away from... <laughs> um, maybe not minutes, maybe a couple, you know, moments away or whatever. But uh, it's pretty close in, in timing, anyways, to uh, Anakin killing all those younglings and becoming yep. Darth Vader. Um, so we get Anakin here uh, saying, you know, this is the Siege of Mandalore. Um, you know, I wasn't here with you. Um, and then uh, they have another kind of quick conversation where Ahsoka essentially re reveals, you know, like you were you were more powerful and more dangerous than anyone uh, really ever imagined. Um, and <laughs> I love how sassy Anakin was here. <laughs> so that's what this is about. <laughs> Me killing a bunch of younglings. That's what this is about. Yeah. You're you're still hung up on that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So I believe those were from that's what I took from this episode. Like those were the two things that she was hung up on. Um, and essentially 
um, the one lesson that Anakin was trying to give her uh, was to get over those two things, essentially. You know, it's not your fault. You were put into this circumstance, essentially. Um, like, get over the past. It, it's, it's well past that time. So um, that's what I took it as. Um, and then we essentially, you know, as they begin dueling again, uh, she pushes Anakin, uh, well, Anakin pushes Ahsoka back into the world between worlds, and we're now back to um, Rosario, Rosario Dawson's uh, Ahsoka. Um, another cool little flashing moment here where Anakin is kind of flashing between Anakin and Darth Vader, um, and they get their final final uh, little duel out. Yeah. yeah. Any comments on uh, those last little uh, moments? Yeah. Uh, you glossed over Captain Rex, which I didn't like. Uh, we got a quick. T- you know what? You know what? That's my bad. That is my bad. You, <laughs> you're absolutely bang on there. You're absolutely bang on. I'm so sorry. Rex. Like we got well, the thing you got there's a few things in here that were cool. Like we saw the live action Darth Maul Mandalorians. Yes. Sick. Uh and then we saw live action Rex and he was voiced by Tamora Morrison, which is fucking badass. That was super cool. Yes. Like I got chills again. Like I was getting chills a lot in this episode. Such they, a quick moment, but like done so perfectly. Because per- they didn't and the thing is we could still see him later as an adult we won't because i think that's what they were alluding to when when tem basically said he was on the show (laughs) but yes we're all like this episode had clone wars fans feasting and you know the most of ahsoka so far is a rebels fans you know kind of show but this really gave us clone wars fans some love and man this was so special i I loved these conversations a lot of people are like blown away too when they seen the live action ahsoka because they're like holy shit you really see how young she is and she bested Maul in a duel. And you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's crazy to put it that into perspective, like seeing uh, Ray Parks, Darth Maul standing next to that young Ahsoka in live action. It's so odd in my mind that I'm almost not, you know, I can't process it. It's yeah. so cool. I thought the way they handled it. No, but the, like, like you're bringing up a, a fantastic point here. Like she was 14 um, when she first became a Padawan. Um, and I get it. The Clone Wars pushed the Jedi to like their breaking point, essentially, right? They needed more soldiers. And so they promoted people. They, you know, made people Padawan, uh, probably way younger than they were originally going to be if, yep. if it had been a time of peace. Um, but it really f- pushes the point here that Ahsoka was essentially a child soldier. Oh, she was. Like... Like, and it, it, that, that's so heartbreaking when you really think about it. Um, and like, she literally was a great soldier. Um, but from what I gather here, um, you know, it's never what Ahsoka wanted, really. You know what I mean? Like, she wanted to be a guardian of the peace. Um, and we'll talk about this maybe a little bit later, but she, she gets to essentially be the Jedi she want, she wanted, or always wanted to be now. Um, you know, post this episode. Um, yes. And I think that really kind of shines through in the back half of this episode. Yeah. One thing just uh, I want to just point, piggyback off what you said. Had she not been trained to be a child soldier, though, I do genuinely believe she probably would have died during Order of 66. Um, yes. No, you're, she, you're absolutely bang on. She, Anakin trained her to be so like so defensive and and you know his the way he trained her was basically to save her in this scenario right and all these experience and you know 
you know this this hands-on war stuff yes it was it's sad it is very sad but also she would have died in the temple probably anakin would have killed her so most likely it's kind of nice in a sense that she was able to live yes it wasn't the circumstances that any child should go through i agree even that the jedi themselves that like that's not ideal circumstances but i think she would not have lived as long as she did if she did not go through what she did and with who she did i i think anakin kind of saved her in a sense so i always thought that kind of poetic beauty was kind of something special in star wars uh, clone wars and yeah it's just it was worth mentioning absolutely no and kind of fitting in a way because anakin like Anakin cares about Ahsoka, obviously, right? Um, um, and he's essentially the, as you said, the reason she survived the uh, Order sixty six, um, and is still alive today. So, um, fitting in a way, um, she he saved her from his future self. Yeah, I guess. and unintentionally. Yeah, it's, unintentionally, exactly. It's, it's cool when you really look into it. Absolutely. So um, uh, back in the world between worlds now, uh, you know, they continue kind of dueling um, and Ahsoka kind of bests uh, Anakin um, and says, I want to live. Um, and then we kind of see, like, I thought this scene was so fantastic with the, you know, Anakin, you know, red eyes. Yeah, the contacts know, were used so like so beautifully yeah, here. Turning back to essentially the good side in a way. Um, and then says, you know, there's hope for you yet. Um, and then Ahsoka, essentially, you see the world between worlds kind of collapsing in a way, and and the water kind of rise. And oh, Ahsoka, so beautiful. Yes, ah Ahsoka is found in the water and is pulled out by uh, one of the one of the X wings fighters. Yeah, so, it was one of the rebels, or I guess rebels, <laughs> republics. <laughs> there's still there's still rebels now. No, there, there's not actually. They're just Republic fighters, but yeah, know. sure. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. It's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, she gets pulled out of the water, um, and Ahsoka the White rises. Yeah, we we were wrong. Ahsoka the White. We thought that scene was you know not real in the Rebels, but Ahsoka the White has arrived. Well, just it's been it's been retconned a little bit to be a pushed, little it, to be pushed further. Yes, but we have Ahsoka the White, which I think is hilarious that they did this, by the way. I think that's fucking awesome. It's just so brilliant. It, it's like it's such a good it's an homage to Lord of the Rings, and I love it so much. Yeah. I think what really like I want to give my props to the uh to the uh, prosthetic team and the makeup crew because uh the next shot we see of Ahsoka is she's is her lying in bed without her bandana. Yeah. Uh, and I kept I kept looking for a seam and I could not find it. It looks so beautiful. It looks so amazing. So I, I saw to them. funny videos though, not to cut you off just really quick. Somebody basically said, I don't want to see bald Ahsoka ever again. <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I thought it looked cool. Like I don't know. They called her bald, and I was like, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, sorry, continue with your point. Oh uh, god. No, I was just gonna say I, I think it looked fantastic. It so did. I... shout out to them. For um, sure. Um, so, you know, she she obviously wakes up. Um, we find out that she's been gone for essentially a day, um, sleeping, recovering. Um, she, um, I thought this embrace with Jason was really cool. Um, and I guess maybe there's, you know, maybe there's, wait, you don't, you don't just hug a stranger, right? So, <laughs> so, so maybe they have been seeing each other here or there. Uh, yeah, I think time, they right? know each other, but... 
again, we, this is stuff we haven't seen on screen, so we have no idea. I would For assume. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we get a fantastic scene where, uh, you know, they're <laughs> Jason just asks her, like, uh, I saw you fight. Who were you fighting? And then they're like, uh, yeah, we're not answering that. Yeah, you're um, too- Child soldier number two. <laughs> Literally. Um, and then Jason goes off with Hu Yang to uh, go see the Jedi starship. And then we get a couple really hilarious moments. Uh, um, he's like, will you train me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know how to make a lightsaber? Yes. Will you help me make one? No. <laughs> but it's just just kind of perfect, right? It was almost in a way that remind reminded me of the, the Grogu robot there with the no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Exactly. Similar style of like of humor that like fits really well. Exactly, exactly. Um, so Ahsoka kind of studies uh, what remains of the temple. Um, we figure out that, uh, as was kind of assumed, because Sabine was not found, um, that uh, Sabine has gone off with them um, on their hyperspace jump. Um, and, you know, Ahsoka basically says, you know, she was alive when they left. You know, who knows what's happened over there. And uh, Hera gets called off to have a conversation with uh, Mon Mothma. Where apparently, you know, she needs to go back to Coruscant, if I'm not mistaken, for a hearing uh, for breaking the rules. And is her captain, apparently she's, oh no, she's a general, right? Yeah, she's a general, yes. Yeah. So her general rank is apparently in, in question and in jeopardy. So um, I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, but Mon Mothma essentially tells her, you know, you'll need Ahsoka's uh testimony to be able to back you up here um and as we know that's not gonna happen so i'm curious to see where they take this agreed i th- I think this story might be shelved though a little bit for the first you know bit of the next episode or two just based on how this episode ends but i, yes. I, think, I do think this will end up being something they address before a season's end yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Oh, I hope, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get a really cool moment uh, where Ahsoka essentially figures out, okay, we need to use the Purgles to uh, travel there. Space whales. Space exactly. Whales. Fucking Star Wars. To be honest, I feel like I'm an idiot for not even thinking about that. Oh, in my head last week, I was like, how the hell are they going to get there? And like now that they kind of said like, oh, we'll use the Purgles. I'm like, no shit. Like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> kind of figured, but like also like as as we as we figure out later on, like how do you how do you how do you know if they're gonna be able to jump to the place you want them to jump to, right? That's it's where the fourth kind of, of yeah. I mean, it's kind of unknown though still, um, because these are obviously force beings. Like you can connect with them, but like who the fuck knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Ahsoka and you know Hera kind of they fly up, um. Uh, Ahsoka connects with the Purgle. Another little bit of exposition here where Jason is essentially, you know, telling Hera, it's like it's like the story you told me about Ezra and the whales. Yeah, so and much how he's, you know, it's but again, it it kind of it kind it was kind of done smoothly in a way, you know what I mean? But it like for people who haven't seen Rebels, it kind of explains, you know, okay, this yeah. is what happened with Ezra. Um and, you know, Hera adds in at the end and saved us all. Um so so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the New Republic fleet arrives. Uh, Carson has to um, stall them. Um, it's like, okay, I'll tell you what's going on, but you're never going to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was telling the truth. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, Ahsoka and Hu Yang uh, jump into the mouth of the Purgle. And then the Purgles kind of make their way out. Uh, we get a really interesting, a really nice moment, I would say, before the end, uh, where Hera's like, okay, they're about to make their jump. Um, and Ahsoka uh, essentially says, I'll find them, I promise. Um, and then we get the, uh, may the force be with you. And then the Purgle makes its jump. And that is the end of the episode. I thought this entire last sequence, the score, the, the kind of like, like it was making me feel things, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I was getting emotional there at the end, but like, it was like, I thought that entire sequence is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I knew it was going to end here, but I was kind of hoping for a little more, but overall, like I thought the episode end kind of advanced the plot to the point where it's like, all right, now we're going to see Thrawn. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I feel like we're, we're going to see Thrawn factually this week like i would be absolutely flabbergasted if we don't see him this week you know what i mean like yep. we are now into the heart of the plot yep. uh we're gonna see probably ezra soon like we're and we're also kind of winding down though right so we kind of got a a lot left to do but also like you said we're probably gonna get a season two so things are going to line up there's a, a lot of questions left and, and are they going to make their way back like we don't know that maybe maybe they're going to be there at the end of season one right and then you know like as you just mentioned a season two maybe season two is trying to get back you know what yeah, I, mean? I agree because thrawn and and uh morgan they have that high hyperspace jump <laughs> machine they could just jump right back but like if sabine ezra and ahsoka are kind of stuck there um, then they need to find their own way back. And I'm not sure it's as simple as, you know, connecting with a Purgle again and jumping back. And if it is, it's um, kind of cheesy, right? Yes. So um, actually, I want to I want to talk about that. Um, maybe we could talk about it now, actually. Let's do it. We're just dissecting uh, the episode yeah, now. So, so I feel like if, uh, a way they might do it um, is because they talk about Peridia, I think they called it. Um, okay. This this area where the... Uh, the uh, the Chist, Chist, is that what it is? Thrawn's uh, race? The Chist, yeah. Chist, right. So they live over there. Um, and they use Force-sensitive beings or people to navigate the void to be able to make it to the other side. Okay. And so I feel like Sabine, Ezra, and Ahsoka can use their Force abilities to, you know, within Ahsoka's ship that's going to make I'm assuming they're going to jump to the correct location. Um, I hope. <laughs> um, you know, I think they're going to get back through the void. Okay. Essentially. That is my theory. I feel, I feel like that that's the way they're going to make it back. Because I feel like, you know, Thrawn will jump back with Morgan. Um, and then they'll be kind of stuck there. Um, and then they will make their way back through the void. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a tough task. Um even if Ahsoka, Ezra, and, you know, who knows if Sabine will be in tune with uh, the Force at that point or whatever, but, you know, maybe she'll need to be <laughs> for them to make it out safely, right? So um, I feel like that is where it's heading. What are your thoughts on that? No, that makes sense. Uh, like I said, it would be just a little corny to be like, yeah, well, he was the whales again. Yeah, well, he was the whales again. <laughs> I don't know. There's two options here, right? Like, I, I don't know how this. Is, I honestly don't know even know what we're expecting, right? This is a whole other galaxy, right? So yeah. it's kind of. But you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I think they'll make it back before the season finale, though. I, I don't think they're going to stay there for three episodes, especially because Thrawn is heir to the Empire. Like, he kind of has to come back. 
You know what I mean? We'll see though. For me, it's uh, excitement overload. Uh, I think, you know, we know even less what to expect now. Like, I kind of knew we were going to get, like, Clone Wars flashbacks this week and shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. last week I predicted it. So I kind of knew, but, like, next week I, I, I'm, I don't know how to predict this. Uh, are they going <laughs> to arrive at the right point? Like, is the program going to bring them to the right place? I don't know. Hope. Hopefully. But, you know, we don't know. And I like, I love spitballing about it because, it, like, the, this show has used a lot of new concepts. Like, what they did with Anakin in this episode is not something we've seen in Star Wars really before. No. Uh, not on TV, at least. And uh, I loved it. So, you know, they've got an opportunity here, some a runway even, to do something here where we've never seen it before. So, yeah, I'm going to give them that opportunity. And it's really hard to, like, actually talk about, you know, because they might do something I've never even thought about in Star Wars. So, for sure. We'll uh, so, many, so many, so many different possibilities they can go uh, and do. Um, so I think this is really, really interesting. Uh, like we've talked about before, the only thing we really know um, is we're seeing Thrawn because we've seen those shots in the trailer. Um, yes. The rest of the three episodes, we have no fucking clue. So I think this is so such a good position to be in, honestly, and so exciting for Star for us Star Wars fans. Um, absolutely. So I'm absolutely excited for uh, the next three episodes. Um, so let's talk about the world between worlds here. Um, obviously, some people have theorized. You know, she was just in a dream sequence. Um, I don't think that's what happened here. I think she was actually in the world between worlds. Um, but that said, um, Ahsoka had a different, essentially it, it, it was a different purpose for her. You know what I mean? Like, like for Ezra, uh, his lesson was seeing through those portals and all those different things. Right. But for Ahsoka, um, it was the Clone Wars flashbacks and seeing Anakin again and, uh, trying to like go over past. So, um, what are your thoughts there? Because I'm, I'm sure you've seen some people talk about that as well. Um, I've, I've also heard, sorry to cut you off there. I'll just no, mention quickly. Um, I've also heard some people saying like, you know, like, oh, well, she was in the water for what, 30 minutes? Like she would have drowned by then. No, she was not in the water for 30 minutes. She was in the world between worlds. Jesus Christ. She was in the world between worlds. And then she got placed, you know, once once her lesson was over with Anakin, she was placed back in the water. I'm agreeing with that. She definitely was not in the water hallucinating. Like That's not what I assumed. I assumed she fell, got teleported to the world between worlds. Like you said, she had everything happen, and the world between worlds teleported her back into the water after. Yeah, that is my assumption. My problem, well, not my problem, but overall, like we're talking theories, and I find this such a complicated aspect of Star Wars that I almost don't know if anybody's right. You know what I mean? Like It's open to such interpretation. Like... Like, to me, I almost saw it as Ahsoka was going to die because he's dead. And Force Ghosts yes. do appear. Now, uh, I think this is a complicated one. I'm pretty sure I, this is a real complicated one because, like, I, I had no inclination that he pulled her out or, you know, he saved her. He was there but, right away, though. But but you're right. He was not a Force Ghost or anything. um, And he was not a figment of her imagination nope. because there are multiple moments um. Uh, that I want to talk about, I guess the first one, um, you know, she, when he pulls out his lightsaber originally, um, you know, she says, I'm not going to fight you. And he's like, I've heard that before. And that's obviously a reference to Luke um, in episode six, which is, you know, after this, um, which means, you know, if it was a figment of her imagination, how the hell would she know that? Um, And the second one is in the siege on Mandalore 
when he's actively saying like I wasn't here um you know clearly you know it, <laughs> he wouldn't be there if it was a figment of his, her imagination right so um those are two things that make me believe it was actually Anakin me too um, but in what in what way like I, I don't I don't exactly know um, but, we obviously talked about the Mortis gods, potentially him being the father now, um, and this is his purpose. Um, I don't know. Like, he's one with the Force. Yes. That, that's, that's, that was obvious at the end of Return of the Jedi. This had Anakin's memories. He acted like Anakin. He had Anakin's dueling ability. He had Darth Vader's personality. So, to me, I, I saw it as Anakin was one with the Force, knowing Ahsoka needed to be taught one more lesson and teaching her that lesson yeah, and using the world between worlds as a tool. Um, I, that's how I understood it. Now that's up to interpretation. Like you said, I think that is the most wholesome and satisfying way to do it though, where that yeah. actually is Anakin Skywalker, the ascended brought back to good force force being uh, to me, that's the yeah. most satisfying. That's the most, you know, it's the it's a reward almost from what Luke did at the end of Return of the Jedi. He brought his father back. This is what the reward is. You have Anakin Skywalker, who is one with the Force, control in control of the light and dark, and you know he's mastered both, right? So you know he's got so much different perspective, and I honestly that's the way I'm interpreting it. Until it's said that's not actually Anakin, I'm gonna take it that way personally. Yep. No, I I would completely agree with you there. Like, but again, like, is he a Mortis God here? Is it just you know Force Anakin there to teach Ahsoka another lesson? Um, you know, I don't really know, right? So it's it's uh, tough. It's yeah. so complicated. It's almost like I don't really have an opinion, really, other than what like I, like I said, I'm gonna go with my interpretation because it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough and i think like we we talked a lot about the mortis gods last week as well um but uh like i feel like it would also make sense but uh you know we may delve into that at other points through other star wars medium but uh, to be determined i don't think it was uh shown to us or explained to us in that way um and i think that's a really cool way to also leave the mortis gods anyways because um i think anyone who says they understand that part of star wars is just full of shit so yeah <laughs> and they shouldn't overcomplicate it either because it's going to get to the point where it might start be affecting the actual films and it's such a complicated concept that i don't think it would work really in these scenarios like where it's going to ask rise too many questions so it's kind of like i like that they're leaving it to self-interpretation yeah so it doesn't cause too much complication overall that'd be great um, so I want to talk about uh, Ahsoka's last lesson now. Um, uh, we talked about it briefly while going through the episode, but um, Ahsoka is obviously hung up on the past, so she seems to be hung up on two things um, her legacy and her role in essentially the um, the Clone Wars because yeah. um, a child soldier, <laughs> right. Um, and a war that left so many dead, essentially, um, yep. and you know, left the, the galaxy in chaos. Um, so um, that obviously has bothered her, um, as well as her potential role in the turn of Anakin to Darth Vader, um, and her guilt that she kind of holds back um, for, you know, obviously, you know, what she believes to be, an like, the impact she had on that, you know, with her leaving Anakin. 
um, not coming back to the uh, the Jedi Order, um, and um, essentially, like she's been feeling that guilt for twenty plus years now, like 25, 30 years. Been a while. Yeah. Um, and so, um, that's what I interpreted her lesson to be. You know, letting go of the past, essentially, um, and um, learning to. Uh, move forward and live so while ahsoka has very much been alive these past 30 years um she hasn't been living um and so i feel like that was her lesson so her saying i choose to live was her saying i choose to um let go of the past let go of my guilt um what happened is not my fault and i choose to move forward and live you know, and I feel like that's essentially freed her to be um, obviously Ahsoka the White, we'll say. Um, and um, you just really see like her change in demeanor in the second half of this episode, um, how much more, you know, free and happy she she seems to be um, on screen. Um, and I, I mentioned this briefly earlier, but she essentially now gets to be um, the Jedi she always wanted to be, right? Like the person she always wanted to be. Um, and I feel like that will, you know, that will help her essentially in training Sabine whenever they do reunite. Um, so just so beautiful in my opinion. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I I completely agree. First things first, I want to say that all the people who were shitting on Rosario Dawson because she was playing with the role with no emotion basically just got slapped in the face by a canon explanation. Silly slapped. Like, canon literally looked at at these people and were like, that's, we did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, no. Go fuck she, yourself. She looks, she, she felt like so much like Ahsoka after, you know, when she was Ahsoka the White. Like, that was Ahsoka, right? Like, yes. Smiling, optimistic. Like, these are things that she exude in the Clone Wars. So, it was nice to see that again. And yeah, the her basically admitting to herself even in this episode, like, it's not your fault, right? Yeah. It's so important for this character. And I, I always assumed she held guilt for what happened with Anakin because during their duel uh, uh, during the, the Rebels when she was supposed to die and, and Ezra saved her, she basically says, like, she feels like, you know, like her not being there caused some of this, which yes. I don't think is I think he would have been Darth Vader either way. But overall, like, I, I thought that was great. And I, I think this episode served such a great purpose for her character development that... If they're going to keep Ahsoka alive, she might end up being like one of the most wise characters in Star Wars in the next so many years of, of story. Like she's been through so much um, and has no, so much not, experience. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, yeah, she's not fully trained. She's not a Jedi master. You know what I mean? But she's had like, I, I almost feel like, you know, the real world experience. You know, I hate saying it that way, but like she's got outside experience now that has helped her so much. And I think it'll make her probably a better teacher. And I actually think it might help her help Luke at some point recreate the Jedi Order or something along those lines. Because they have so many options with her. Uh that they're kind of Yeah, that's really interesting. Because they kind of they're kind of showing her now as like she feels like a Jedi Master, but she's not on paper. But it's like I almost feel like it in a way, right? So if she has so much to offer, yeah. And now she's freed of the, of that of that guilt and of those chains. What's next, right? For her as a character. And that might go hand in hand with her training of Sabine. So 
I look forward to that. And one thing I also I wanted to say is just, I genuinely don't think this show would be quite as enjoyable if you hadn't watched Clone Wars and Rebels. So I know there's a lot of live action only Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like the show, I kind of get it, right? There's a lot going on here that is just what the fuck, you know? like That is not really explained. And they obviously, like the other thing I want to mention is they, they didn't do a Rebels or Clone Wars kind of recap before the show started. No, they didn't either, right? So... Like it's because it's some Mandalorian only like people who only watch the movies and only watch the Mandalorian and Book of yeah. Boba might be like, "What's going on here? Like, who is yeah. this? Who, Ezra? Like, who, who the fuck's I mean? this Ezra person? Why does everyone care so much about him? Like, like a little Thra- Thra- who's Thrawn? Thrawn? Like, who's Thrawn? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, and it's and they're probably getting annoyed now too because we're not there yet, and there's just so much not. Like Hera, people probably won't care much, you know. So I just wanted to like put that out there. Like if you people who don't feel like they know Clone Wars and Rebels, like there's definitely going to be a divide there. But as since we both love our our Star Wars cartoons, like this this is peak Star Wars. Like yeah. I, I I texted you earlier in the week, and like I told you, I was like, this is the best shit they've done since season seven of the Clone Wars, and I stand by that. This is amazing. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Um. And I just want to like to add to your point that you're making too. Like I saw someone say, you know, like, you know, the Anakin stuff really wasn't doing it for them. Like it just felt like a cheap nostalgia grab for them. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't obviously, they haven't seen the Clone Wars animated show or, or Rebels or anything like that. And I guess I could understand that from their point of view, but I just want to say like the Anakin being in episode five is not a nostalgia, you know, just, you know, cameo, you know, cash grab or whatever. Like, the, like it actually serves Ahsoka's story here. Agreed. Like, this whole cameo, the flashback to the Clone Wars, it serves her story. Um, And so I would completely disagree with that. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a silly take. That's almost like a, a party pooper take, in my opinion. Because Anakin, at this point in Star Wars, has so much to offer everyone. Like, he, he has a lot to offer Ahsoka. He has a lot to offer Luke. And th- this stuff propels the story. It's not just, oh, haha, you know, Anakin Skywalker is back. Cool, free money. It's it's legitimate <laughs> story purpose. Like, this is Darth Vader. This is Anakin. Like, this is Space Jesus. You know what I mean? Space like, this is Jesus. Yes. He's <laughs> important. And overall, <laughs> like, I, I don't get that point that this is a cash grab or corny or, or whatever. They're missing the point. And that's obviously going, if you're missing the point, it leads to disappointment, genuinely. Yeah. No, completely. Another thing I think we, we should mention here is uh, I thought Hayden's performance was absolutely fantastic in this episode. Yeah. Honestly, better than ever. Uh, he's aged so well as an actor. Like I always liked him as Anakin. I thought he played the character the exact way George had imagined him, and George has said that outright. But he was so wise here. Like it's it's actually like it was remarkable. Actually, he fit like and he slid right into the role of Anakin so easily, and he plays Vader amazingly too. Might I yeah. add, like like he played Vader great in Revenge of the Sith, so I knew he'd be good here. But he was so good as him here. I loved it. And again, like you said, like he's his, you mentioned his like iconic behind the back lightsaber spin and stuff. Like he's so, he, his movements are so like crisp and natural. Like that is cl- like prequel choreography at its finest. Yes. And that's my favorite choreography in all of Star Wars. So I, I, honestly, like the kid in me is so happy seeing all this. Like I, I'm buzzing about it. I, like I'm going to be buzzing about it probably for a while because like, yep. that was the first time we've actually seen him 
as Anakin in a new timeline ever, right? You're right. Like, you saw flashbacks in Kenobi, but that, those are flashbacks. This is new Anakin and stuff. So uh, that's exciting. Absolutely. Um, and uh, the chemistry between him and uh, young Ahsoka, uh, Ariana Greenblatt, was absolutely phenomenal as well. Um, so I just want I just want to commend them for that because um, it was it was so beautiful to, to see it on screen um, and literally like so many people's dreams come true essentially seeing you know some Clone Wars in live action so um, just absolutely fantastic and so beautifully done yeah and seeing Ahsoka herself talking to Hayden makes it so real because like Ahsoka the character had only ever really communicated with matt lanter's anakin yeah so, like the, all those people who are like ah, anakin never had an apprentice like hayden christensen now has been with ahsoka on screen like that, yes. that happened that is officially officially official like officially official officially <laughs> like people are but like, i've seen people deny it like ah you know hayden never had an apprentice it's like hayden did so <laughs> i love that and it was the first like and he looks so wise like i don't know man i can go on about it for a long time it's just so it was so well done yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Hera um, and what may happen next. Um, if we're in that new galaxy for the next couple episodes, I'm not sure how much we're going to cut back and forth between the two um, and see Hera's story continue, but uh, kind of interested to see where they go there. Um, it seems like, you know, they're they're leading us in a way that, you know, she may not be a general for much longer. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, too, like we don't, we've never talked about it yet, but over the last few shows, uh, we've actually kind of been seeing that, like, the New Republic seems a little bit corrupt in a sense, like, like they still don't have their priorities straight, kind of that, situation. They don't seem to be very good at their jobs, no, and like they're not learning from their mistakes. So, I actually don't think it would be a bad thing if Hera kind of distanced herself. Um, yeah, I also think this could lead into like a, a new ghost crew for season two. Or like just thinking about her not being a general. Like imagine going into season two of Ahsoka, Thrawn's back. We got to deal with that. And yeah. your new ghost crew is Ezra, Chopper, Sabine, uh, Hu Yang, uh, Hera, Jason, and uh, maybe they bring Zeb back. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know how cool that would be. Captain Rex. They're, they're not Republic people. They're this is a ghost crew. They could be rebels. They could be whatever they want. So that's an option I thought of. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And I would love that too. Like that would be so peak. Like, I, I think that would be so cool. But also, who knows? Like, I, Hera probably wants to stick with the Republic because they are the good guys, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I do think her losing her general title, though, kind of fits her character uh, a little bit. Fair enough. Like, she, she wouldn't be down. Like, she'd be downgraded to a captain or something or a lieutenant. Like, it yeah, wouldn't be. I would rather yeah. her to leave the Republic, to be honest. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Or like that. Like, somebody who, like, she's a hero. Like, you're not going to do that. For sure. Yeah, I, like that. I do think we will be bouncing back though between okay. see and there. I know how Star Wars television works; they like to to extend stories. So what they're probably going to do now is going back and forth is going to allow them to push some of that Thrawn stuff further yeah. down the line. So eh, that's I, fine. I like Hera, so for me that doesn't bother me. I want to see what happens. No, fair enough. Um, and I feel like next episode might actually start with. Uh, Sabine and crew post jump, yeah, because we haven't seen them this week, eh? So, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, we'll see Balin and stuff. Another character, like, I, I, I can't wait to see what happens with him. 
like that's a character we didn't see this week and you know i was so high on him the week before that yeah i'm excited to see what happens there like is sabine gonna be treated properly like you know what i mean like yeah you don't know to be determined and if if thrawn gets introduced right away thrawn obviously knows who sabine is so yes but thrawn is shown to be quite uh black and white in the sense where he's not evil like he won't just kill her like no He's he's shown almost to have like like to be classy and honorable in a sense, right? So I think that could that could be very very interesting. And you know, I, I'm just I'm I'm super ready to see Thrawn in live action. Like I wanted to see him in, in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, <wanted. laughs> I, I'm dying for it. I, and the thing is too, I want to see how Lars Mikkelsen looks as Thrawn. I know he has like a ten out of ten voice. Yes. But I really want to see how he works with his facial expressions and if it matches that that amazing Rebels performance. And I think it will. So that, that's something to look forward to for sure. And and how he interacts with even, you know, with Balin, which I think would be awesome to see because I think both those characters kind of have a certain swagger about them that might be really charming together on screen. No, I completely agree with that. Um, I just had a couple more things I just wanted to mention, I guess, quickly. Um, I thought the, the Purgles... <laughs> Again, they just look so fucking cool. Um, and obviously Ahsoka connecting with one um, in this episode uh, to be able to jump to an, an unknown location. Hopefully it's the correct location. Um, but the role in this, I thought, is, has been pretty cool. Um, there's been one theory going around. I'm not sure if you've seen this, that the purple that Grogu sees is the one with Ahsoka in it um, in season three. Uh, that is in, I think, was it episode two or three? I forget. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure how that works out timeline wise, because we do see Carson in season three of the Mandalorian. So I'm not sure how true that would be, but uh, thoughts there. Yeah. Uh, that one is very difficult to actually like put into like, you know, thought, because like you said, Carson is kind of at both locations. I'm actually, I consider Ahsoka to be post season three of the Mandalorian. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe. Okay. No, fair enough. It's hard to gauge, right? Because season three of The Mandalorian is so, like, I'll be honest, it's so far from this plot that I don't fucking know. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and last thing I just want to mention, like, I, I really love the way Jason's abilities uh, kind of played into a role in this episode. Um, and, yeah, like, obviously his future is bright. So um, I'm just excited to see more of him. But, like, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I agree. My only issue I've been having with this show and it's not even with the show. It's actually about Star Wars in general. We're still closer to the return of the Jedi era than we are to the Force Awakens era. Yep. But we have so much interesting stuff that could happen between now and the Force Awakens that it almost makes me say, like, well, fuck. Because, like, for example, like, Grogu and Jason being trained as Jedis, for example. Such yep. a cool concept, but, like, they're not in the sequel trilogy. So, yeah. How does that work out? You know what I mean? So we're kind of left in a little bit of a pickle there. Like there's some really, really cool shit. Like this, this Mandoverse era is, I'm loving it. Like I have no complaints. It's just, there's so much. There is that question, right? There is that question. And, you know, Luke Han and Leia are kind of like the center of a lot of what should be happening, but they're not. So it's kind of like, oh, like a little difficult. Like do you read those three characters for this era if you're really going to get into it? Well, I think you cast uh, who played Leia in uh, episode nine. Was it in that flashback scene? Was it her it was daughter? Then she was deep faked. It was Billy Lord. Uh, yeah, I I hate doing the deep fake though. Fucking like, and they can't do it too much. Like no. they, it worked really well with Luke. I will like it looked in Boba Fett that 
Luke deepfake was perfect. Yeah. The thing is, if, if you want to do it for a whole movie, though, like you can't do that. Like he, it's not sustainable. No, they they need to they need to just recast. Like honestly, yeah, time machine. Yeah, and like <laughs> like Mark Hamill has said it himself. Like just recast a younger actor. Like I don't need to be on set every time Luke Skywalker does something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want me to voice or you want me to be a force ghost um, as my older self for Ray in the future? Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, in this era, I feel like they should just recast Han. Uh, bring Alden for Han. I uh, think they should bring Alden for Age Han. him up for makeup? I don't know. Like, you know, that could make sense. Yeah, um, I agree. Because he would be, what, 10, 15 years older? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, cast someone young as Leia. How old would she be in this era? Oof. Luke's age. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, uh, they're maybe Ezra's 30. age. So, like yeah, close to 30. 35, maybe? I was going to say Millie, Br- Millie, uh, Millie, what's her name from Stranger Things? Ah, too young. Yeah, she's too young. She looks, she, she looks younger than Leia did in, in episode four. No, she would be a good, she would be a good um, pre-episode four, Leia, but. Yes, uh, per- yeah. yes. No, um, it. I know it's like kind of off topic though. Like when I brought yeah. this up, I don't. I don't want to fan cast, but but honestly, so I feel like they should recast. I agree, but it's like like you, do you agree though that those three characters are feel like they're missing right now? You know what I mean? I I don't feel like they're missing. No, I feel not like, Ahsoka. but I feel not like Ahsoka. they'll have to be involved at some point in this timeline. I feel like they're missing. Not, not in Ahsoka though. I, I don't think they're necessary in this show. I'm just talking in general because we've we're deep into this this era of Star Wars. Like we yes. We're moving on now. This is kind of like the main Star Wars timeline, like that gap between six and seven, which I love it because we mm-hmm. there's so many questions, and Thrawn could be the the head of that era, right? He might recreate the he might create the First Order, right? Yeah. Do you think? What's that? They're obviously doing a movie, and they said it's gonna. What was the word? They said it was gonna is gonna be Cold. the end of the Mandalverse. Yeah, the culminate the Manoverse, right? Yeah, like, the culmination like, like of the, the finale. But I was thinking, like, do you think they might do multiple of those? Um, they kind of have to. Like, there's way too much left to tell. Yeah, because, like, or, like, you know, do you do... Because I'm just thinking out loud here, right? Um, yeah. Maybe, yes, maybe this is where Ahsoka dies. I don't know. In the movie or... Yeah, in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe this all plays out for Ahsoka's... Uh, sacrifice in a way in the movie yeah it could be like Filoni's like last hurrah like all his yeah. original characters and um but but that said I don't believe Ezra will die me neither I don't believe Jason will die I don't nope. believe Grogu will die shouldn't um so there's more stories to so so you know what I mean like I feel like there's like yes it will be the culmination of it but maybe maybe the it'll be the culmination of it because they defeated Thrawn um, and they've dealt with that threat. But I feel like the story will continue after that. So maybe you have a show after that where that's called, I don't know, Ezra. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or like maybe there's a Mando season seven at that point, you know. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Or maybe Ezra is now training Grogu and Jason. I, I don't know. There's so many possibilities, right? Like I said, though, where's Luke and all this? I feel like Luke shows up in the movie. But that's what I mean. But should yeah. be training these people? Like he should—he's supposed to be the new grandmaster. So I'm like, Ugh. and that's the problem too. Like, yeah, if you, you kind of run into that issue in a bit, right? There's too many issues here. It's very similar to the oh shit, Ezra and Kanan have to die because they weren't in the original trilogy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
that kind of feeling where it's like, yeah. well, shit, like we kind of know where this is going for Ahsoka for Thrawn because these characters aren't in the sequels. Yeah, so, and they're they're gonna have to figure out something for those characters, and I'm sure they've thought about it. They had to way more than us, <laughs> right? So it's but interesting. Yeah, it's certainly ball. interesting. Um, and we're we're just rambling and theorizing now. But and did you have anything else you wanted to talk about for episode uh five of Ahsoka? <laughs> no, at this point, we're just talking about Star Wars. Yeah, we're we're gonna go on a rant. We're gonna talk for another hour at this point. <laughs> and yeah, we can't make this too long. So exactly. I think we, we, we can ramble a little bit more next week. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we could do that post, you know, post show as well. We could do a whole episode just rambling about Star Wars. Oh, we will. We definitely will. <laughs> okay, so that... <laughs> exactly. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. Next week, Stephen and I will have a review for Ahsoka Episode 6. Um, thanks for listening, and have a good week, everyone. That'll do it for this episode of the Movie Multiverse Podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you know anyone who might like this show, feel free to share it with them so we can grow our podcast audience. Follow us on Twitter at Movie Multipod. You can follow Steven at Your Uncle Steven, and you can follow me at Gab underscore Chartier. Thanks for listening, and have a good week, everyone.